Hi everybody, I'm Peter Travers. Welcome to Popcorn, where we tell you what's happening at the movies. And my favorite movie that's out now, bar none, is called Eighth Grade. It's the brainchild of my guest, Bo Burnham, who uh, is telling a story about a 13-year-old girl. So, where does Bo? Welcome to the show, first Thanks of for all. having me, Peter. Where does that 13-year-old girl live in you? Um, we share a duplex? No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, I really set out to make a movie about how I was feeling and what it, what I felt like it felt like to be alive now, which to me it felt confusing and weird mm -hmm. and strange and everything was changing. So very quickly it seemed to line up with middle school. And so I started like looking at kids that age, expressing themselves online, making videos. The boys talked about video games. The girls talked about their souls. So it was like, okay, it's probably going to be about a girl. They just run slightly <laughs> their different souls. that age. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, it, it evens out or maybe tries to even out a little later in life, but at that age, it's like the girls are just tapped into slightly, slightly deeper questions. So I... I, I think it, that continues through life. I think so. Mm -hmm. But I... It really is, in the way that it's personal, it's about me now more than it was me when I was that age. What's in this movie? There's so many things. Mm. But what pervades it is anxiety mm. to me. Yeah. It's... What do yes. I do? Yes. Uh, I, Nobody's liking me. Mm. Um, I don't know how to express myself. Yeah, exactly. I don't even know what I want to express, but yeah. I have to do it. Yeah, I have yeah. to present myself to the world mm. in some way. And now this is the internet age, yeah. but it could have happened, you know, back with Lincoln. Yeah. Yes, 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 <laughs> four score. He was shaking up he there was. reading the Gettysburg he Address. Was. There it is. Yeah, I mean, it, Exactly. That's what I was drawn to, is watching kids try to express themselves and the sort of gulf between what they had in their head and what was coming out of their mouth. And a huge pressure you can kind of tell with young people expressing themselves is the, like, cultural standard of movies. They want to sound like people in movies. They want to sound like the young heroes they see in movies giving perfectly worded voiceovers that perfectly capture the narrative they're in. And sort of the way kids fall short of that I think, ironically, is worthy of a movie. The way they sort of fail to be a good movie in their own mind. Because that, that's the weird thing about sort of all post-John Hughes generations, myself included, is like, by the time we get to our first kiss, we've seen first kisses 50 times in movies. So like, once, when we get to all the landmarks of our childhood, we get to them and we go like, why isn't, why isn't this as cool as Ferris Bueller? Like, why, 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 why does my life feel really lame and... and dusty and like or why do I feel like I've seen this before like by the time we get to prom we've heard of we've seen prom and culture so much so that, that tension is really yeah, interesting life, to me. The, the lighting's crap yeah exactly and there's, exactly, no, exactly. there's exactly. no music yeah and you're you're, you're yeah. a bad makeup artist for yourself and you're your own bad exactly that's so that's right. that's uh that's part of what we were trying to capture where did you find Elsie Fisher to play this girl um Kate. I saw a little clip of her online and really just her being like interviewed on some brown carpet event in some rec center talking about like cupcakes or something and her vibe was just totally amazing and I was like I really hope this kid can act and she really can mm. act but I saw hundreds of kids for this role you know and every other kid when they would read it it felt like a confident kid pretending to be shy mm -hmm. and she was the only one that played it like a shy kid pretending to be confident which is what it actually is you know shyness isn't inactive being shy isn't curling up in a corner and hiding it's actually trying to speak at every moment and not being able to mm -hmm. so she took a character that like could on the surface be very passive and made her active which is you know the entire lifeblood of the story that, that it, you feel like this person that everyone thinks is quiet and does nothing is actually in every moment pushing forward to try to change your life. 
How long has this eighth grade movie been gestating in your head? I wrote it probably three years ago, three and a half years ago, um, and then would return to it sort of every six months just to like update the tech, like update the apps, because like you know the culture sort of ages like milk, and we wanted to like really just capture a moment in time. Um, That's right. Generation, generational changes used to be ten or twenty years. Now they're ten or twenty weeks. Yeah, yeah, truly. Right. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's crazy. It's like exactly. Mm-hmm. It's it's like. We had vinyl. We had the Walkman. It's like we had Twitter. We had Snapchat. Those are um, a year apart. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, three or four years or so. Um, yeah, it's been a long time coming. It, it was. A, it took a while to get the money. It, you know, I have to say that when I saw this movie, it totally annoyed me because it's your first movie. <laughs> it shouldn't be this good. You know? I appreciate it. Where? Where does it? Because it's so hard to do. Mm. Do you surprise yourself? Oh, every day I'd be like, how am I so good? good. No. How am I? <laughs> no, no. I'm looking in the mirror. You are great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, you wrote a song once called Oh, Bo, which is terrific about ego. It. You know, I yeah. just think it's like, oh. Yeah, I was swirling around that stuff. But no, I mean, really, I feel like what I did is I just tried to lean into what I perceived my strengths may be, which is like, if anyone knows about young people in the internet, it's me. And the only people that know the internet better than me are the people that I'll be telling the story about, which are the actual kids. Mm-hmm. So I just felt like, for my first thing, like, let me try to not stretch beyond myself a little too much. And truly, like, I think that th- if this film succeeds and if this film works well, it works because of the kids and the actors. Um, Seems and to be off all to a them. pretty good start. Yeah, it's been nice. It's yeah. been nice. But it's, it really is so much of them. And that's not false humility. That's just the truth. Like, my job was to just... I did a really good job picking kids and picking actors. That's, that's what I feel like I did. You I'll saw pat myself all those back. hundreds of kids. Right. <laughs> it was you. I saw... Yeah, I met... And I would meet all the extras. I would go up and meet all the extras one by one every Saturday in pre-production. And after the first Saturday, I got deathly sick because I'm, like, shaking a bunch of 13-year-old's mm-hmm. hands. So that stopped. But I'd ask kids, like... I asked one girl, do you have a special talent? I'd ask everyone if they had a special talent. And one girl said, I have eczema. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> There's another kid like eating a bell pepper like an apple. And it's like, just get them in. Like, how do you get these kids in unprocessed? I want this person on camera. Exactly. And, and like, they're, like th- that was the whole point is that like, they're qualified. And I can never write something for the extras that would be better than the way they already are. Because you... A lot of times, like extras and day players in movies, they come in and they're they're they are actual kids. But when they show up in a movie, they feel like they have to be in a movie, and they're like playing video games like this. You know what I mean? Even though that's not how they would do it in real life. <laughs> so the whole thing was just like telling the kids, like, don't act. Yeah, the just video be you. Game. Like, show me, yeah. show us what it means. You know what it means to be thirteen. We don't. So just show us. Yeah. Did they know you? Some of them did. Elsie knew me. Um, the people that know me, I think, more are high school, college, out of college age. Uh, yeah, uh, which was nice. Some of them did, but but not really. They would know me from like Vine because I made like Vine videos. videos yeah. yeah, they would they wouldn't know that I was a stand up. Like you're the Vine guy, and I'd be like, I'm gonna. I'm that guy. I'm gonna go hide in a well, cave. Well, you've been now. a lot of guys. You know, you're the been YouTube guy. Guys. You were that. You know, you did do the stand up. You did the songs. My mother's son. My mother's son. You Baseball player, player, eighth grade. Uh, yeah, Blue Jays. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, the first time I remember seeing you was when you did that video of uh, my whole family thinks I'm gay. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. That was it. It was like you needed to express. 
All the comic subtlety Something. of a 16-year-old in 2006. Right. Yeah, I really peaked then. I hopefully, hopefully <laughs> I've overcome. This film is for people who uh, saw me at first and dismissed me. No, but they didn't. Some of them did. It's, well, it's okay. I, I would have. You know, I'm trying to find out where this anxiety in the movie grew in you, you know? Mm. When you were 13 yourself. Should I get on the couch? Yeah, get on the is couch. That, is that better? When did if it I lie start? Yeah, so um, that, when did it really start? When did it, you realize it? probably it? started for me. Did you physical me? manifestations? Sophomore year of high school. I, I was sort of a late bloomer. So sophomore year of high school, I was like in and out of the hospital with stomach problems, thinking that I had, that's my Boston accent, hospital, hospital. <laughs> Um, popcorn. I say popcorn, popcorn, and I get a lot of flack for that. <laughs> popcorn closet. It's bad. Um, I, I, in other, and I thought I just had stomach issues, and it wasn't until like 10 years later I was like, oh, I was just nervous the whole time. Um, and then perf- I had a lot of performance anxiety performing, and then I started to have panic attacks on stage, and that's sort of where it crescendoed. And then I was like, okay. What do you do when you're having a panic attack on stage? You keep going. I would just keep going and power through it. But can you? I was able to. I mean, able to? Yeah. It's In just, your head, you're thinking, I'm falling apart here. Yeah, I'm tunnel vision, short of breath, and then I, but I'm also like within the confines of a stage show that I've written to the word. So it's a very surreal out-of-body experience. Um, but, you know, you get through it and you go, you know, you lose three pounds of water weight over the course of an hour. <laughs> and it's, you know, you keep going. Well, and then I, you run to final draft. How, who, who is that guy that we see mm. compared to you? Because there's one, I saw one thing of yours where you, you were preparing to do your act. And you said, now I'm going to recede into my stage persona. Mm, yeah, you yeah. Know, which is, and you used the word recede. Recede. As if yeah, yeah, yeah. you. Not proceed. But, you know, <laughs> you are much higher up there on the anxiety level than the stage persona. Yeah, yeah. I think, th- well, this is me mm-hmm. as much as I can be on camera. Um, and I think this movie is truer to actually who I am. You know, like, I think people that are familiar with my comedy see this movie and go like what a little bit um but people that know me actually think know that this is a truer expression of what i am i had to sort of fit my thoughts into like a sort of buzzy sort of flashy satirical cynical ironic form i think my natural disposition is more genuine or emotional like this movie is Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like immediately (laughs) just break down (laughs) you seem to me Always, in terms of what you did, and it's in the movie too. Not one thing, <laughs> you know. Just like the whole way the movie views the internet, it can be like, "This yeah. is just effing ridiculous." Yeah. And then the next is, "But this is helping me." Yeah, yeah. You know? I need it. I shouldn't have it. I do this. Yes. It's that push and pull, heaven and hell thing yeah. that's going on. Yeah, I feel that way. I feel double-binded or contradictory for sure. Um, I just feel that is most true to my subjective experience of the world, is inconsistency. You know, I'm not trying to juggle tones in the movie. My day is tonally consistent. I wake up nervous, my afternoon is boring, and my night is terrifying. You know, whatever it is. Like, um, and that, certainly it's what I feel like to be alive right now. Like, don't we feel like, oh my God, we're on our phones so bored, and then we turn on CNN, and we're like, huh! And then like, you know, we're like nauseous the next moment and then we're laughing with our friends you know like Mm -hmm. I think being alive especially in America right now is like having 16 contradictory things going on in your head at once you're annoyed with the world you're bored with the world you're entertained by the world it's so much of what your phone is your phone is the most boring entertaining thing you've ever seen in your life right um 
Well, that's interesting yeah. because it used to be love-hate, but now it's kind of love-bored. Yes. It really is. Yes. It's like, I love this thing mm. until I can't stand it anymore. Or I can't feel anything. Yeah, I totally... That, that, exactly. I think... And that is what everyone's terrified of. Like, and you can actually feel it like expressing itself in the market. Like, companies aren't scared of being hated. They're scared of being ignored. Everyone, that's the fear, is that you will not be paid attention to, not that you'll be hated. Mm-hmm. Attention is the cu- uh, currency. So are you being seen or are you not being seen? That's sort of the way. And that's the currency for kids, which is not a great currency, because being seen is not necessarily good. And being... And having a little bit of alone time is not necessarily bad either, of course. Yeah, well, no. But I'm saying you're... What, you're that's my you're, cue. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You're 27 now. So when you were 13, it wasn't quite the way it is now. No, it not at all. Wasn't. So what were you doing to get love and indifference? In <laughs> 13, what was I getting? Right, right. It was not hard to get indifference. Um, the indifference was coming in waves. Uh, in your family, you have siblings? I, yes, I, older brother, oldest sister. Um, and, what uh, do they think of you? When you started <laughs> on that YouTube, what did they say? Was there an intervention or was they were just happy? My mother was a little more concerned. I, I have a very funny family that's all very engaged. So they were all cool. Um, my mother at first was like, what is this? Right. But she came around and, uh, no, very, very supportive. Um, I was always a, sort of a weird little wacky kid, so it wasn't that surprising. <laughs> it's you know? hard to imagine. So, <laughs> siblings not Still. like you? Are you, like, really just the original in your family? No. I, I mean, I was the only one that did, like, any sort of artsy stuff. They're all very sports family. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're very, very funny. I mean, it's like not like... I'm not like the black sheep or anything. Like, my family's like, they they make me laugh harder than anybody in the world. So I feel like I get a lot from them. And any skills I have artistically, I get from my my family. My family's very funny and witty, but all, my mother is like a sort of beacon of empathy. So if I get any of that, any ability to see things emotionally, it's certainly from her. But, I mean, look, you did that. You did the YouTube thing. You did stand-up. You don't do it anymore. No. No. So you're sort of leaving things behind. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. It's almost like that whole thing about love, and then I'm a little bored with it, or I'm moving on with it. Mm, mm. Is this going to happen to you as a filmmaker? I'm going to go cobble with Daniel Day-Lewis next. That's what we're just going to go cobble. That would be the perfect thing. I'm going to take the right shoes. He's going to take the left shoes. You can, yeah, I think he does boots, and, and you could really help him. <laughs> yeah, I'll that. take the heels, to Daniel. You work in the, you start in the toe, we'll meet in the middle. Um, <laughs> There's nothing left. I mean, no, no, how I mean, many the thing mountains is, are you wanting to climb before that, you're third? Because I think that's sort of silly, because I just like, I think it's the entertainment industry where we love to multi-hyphenate stuff, where we're like, I'm a writer, director, whatever. And like, a chef isn't like, I'm a dicer slash boiler slash, you know what I mean? Like, I just think I'm, I like to make stuff, you know, and, and I like to write. I think of myself as a writer. I do first, mm-hmm. a writer. And then, you know, I do think my stand-up was, it was sort of leading to this. I'm definitely not trying to wear hats just to be some sort of, like, loser. Uh, like some, look at what I can do. I, I, I do think it was leading but to But that's directing. it. This movie isn't a show-off movie. It isn't, uh, look what I can do. I can yeah, make yeah, the camera so. swing from... Mm. The rafters. I can do all of this. It's it's very uh, uh, humane. Mm. It's very much about who is on that screen. Oh yeah. Th- well yeah. And thanks. Yeah. That was. I, I directed some stand-up specials of people, and that definitely taught me to do that. You know that the best thing you can do 
is ju just learn how to service the person on camera. And that was the intention with this entire movie. When I would get bogged down with the logistics of the production, which can be very, very stressful, mm -hmm. I return to the monitor and like see Elsie's face and be like, oh right, this is all I'm actually doing. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is attend to her, be a fan of hers, be there when she needs me. Um, and it's why I can actually watch the movie and enjoy it still, because I don't see myself. I don't see my hand, my directorial hand. I just see her performance. You see your own core, but you don't see the basically you moving things around. I don't see my work. I don't feel. I see their work. I see the actors' work. Because um, that—that's what I go to it's movies for. Very unselfish. For. It's for. Well, it's like it's just what your egomaniac. Period. But it's my selfishness in as a viewer. What I like to watch. I watch performances that's my favorite movies I love the performances mm -hmm. I love directing and I love but I'm not like I would in a million years rather see a great performance in a <laughs> poorly filmed film than mm -hmm. a well filmed film with a great performance I mean with a bad performance I, I like it's all about the actors it's all about the expressed humanity right I, it sounds good but is it you know because ego gets in there you know mm -hmm. yeah. it is your work yeah it says a Bo Burnham film. Yeah, I am I, not that. I didn't have them scrub it. I did keep Here's that. It. I did say, little boulder type face. Come on. <laughs> Were we kidding? <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, when you haven't been on this show before because mm. I don't know why. Well, I haven't have. made a film. I mean, well, why, why would done I be here? Video, you've done so much. Yeah, but come on. Let's, not, let's not dignify those mediums. Let's, let's keep it real. Let's just, okay, we'll just go to this. But this <laughs> show always ends in a little bit of song. Uh oh. Well, okay, you know, let's do it. What are your songs? Uh-oh. Well, you don't have to do You can do whatever is in your head. Okay. Is there something in your head that you can do for us of to course. take us out? Of course. Look, at it. it's a blank stare. Um, I see it. It's like, of course. Sure. I was, I, 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 maybe a little ABBA. Oh, to bring us why, this weekend. Why not? Mamma Mia. Yeah. Here I go it again. could wipe eighth grade right off the my map. my how could i forget you i kind of want to do it as a spoken word because it really is you need to as poetry yeah yeah mm -hmm. mamma mia mm -hmm. here i go again <laughs> my my how can i forget you and how could i forget you, you peter <laughs> you couldn't no nor and i hope I we go again you. we should Next time, and I could, I could basically hear the music to that. In Look at me now. I, I don't even know these words. Me. Yes. Will I ever know? I don't know. You Is actually, it? it's scary how much you do know. There's a fire within my soul. <laughs> Just one look. It really is. Yes. And I can hear a bell ring. Right? <laughs> one more. You look. should see someone if you keep hearing the bell ring. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's it. We'll get to that in the assisted in the assisted <laughs> okay. living sequel. We'll get into that. Sorry, we'll do that. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Appreciate it, thank Peter. You. Thanks for having me. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, you as well. It's wow.